three ways, three opinions, three points of view, one discussion. Hi, I'm Gil Gonzalez. And I'm Joaquin Gomez. And we're here to talk all about the details about both the civil rights movement and the LGBTQ movement in order to compare them side by side. And we will also discuss the feminist movement and how it is still present in our society. Mr. Clean gets rid of dirt and grime and grease in just a minute. Mr. Clean will clean your whole house and everything that's in it. Floors, doors, walls, halls, white sidewall tires, and old golf balls. Sinks, stoves, bathtubs, he'll do. He'll even help clean laundry, too. Mr. Clean gets rid of dirt and grime and grease in just a minute. Mr. Clean will clean your whole house and everything that's in it. Can he clean a kitchen sink? Quicker than a wink. Can he clean a window sash? Faster than a flash. Can he clean a dirty mirror? He'll make it bright and clearer. Can he clean a diamond ring? Mr. Clean cleans anything. Mr. Clean gets rid of dirt and grime and grease in just a minute. Mr. Clean will clean your whole house and everything that's in it. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Warning, what you are about to experience is not your ordinary podcast. It contains heated discussions, all sorts of points of view, and the participation of three highly informed experts on the topic. Hello, welcome. Today is Monday, May 14th, and we are in Torreón, Mexico. Today we are going to talk about how the government was involved during the civil rights movement, and to do that, I have an expert in this topic. So please give a warm welcome to Joaquin Gomez. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? Uh, well, I want to ask you, Joaquin, what was one of the major issues that happened during this time? Well, to understand how the government was involved in the civil rights movement, we also have to talk about what problems did the government try to solve and how did the, how did the government solve these problems. So, I'm going to talk about maybe one of the most impactful uh, events during the civil rights movement. Which was? The Baptist Church on Secret Street issue. What happened? Well, uh, this happened in Birmingham, which at this time was one of the most discriminatory and segregated cities in all of the US. Okay, I see. Uh, also, at this time, the government of Alabama was George Wallace, which uh -huh. was uh, against the civil rights movement and he did nothing against the Ku Klux Klan because it, because it was one of the most violent chapters. So, like, so he, he didn't care about the Ku Klux Klan, he supported them, basically. Yeah, like, maybe not to... Like, I think that his idea supported them, but he, he did not support them to break the law. I think that, like, he was kind of afraid of what the Ku Klux Klan could do. And also, like, his ideals, his, like, support to racism did a lot to, to like, I don't know, like, inspire Ku Klux Klan and allowed it to make it bigger and to make the things that they did. So, like, he did not actively support it, but he never let it stop. He never made it yeah. stop, so... Okay, exactly. I understand. Well, 
the Baptist Church on, Secrets of, on the 60th Street uh, in Birmingham uh, was known for a meeting place for both African Americans and also for civil rights leaders. Uh -huh. So you could say that it was like a kind of undercover headquarters in Birmingham. And uh, on September uh, the 15th, a bomb was detonated inside of the Baptist Church while a lot of children were at Sunday school. Really? Yeah, like, imagine this being like a holy, like a sacred place for people at, in Birmingham because... They I were, mean, it's, a, it's a church. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing and children. I, and, I don't know, like, forget about the part that it's a church, but the meaning and the way that people in Birmingham saw it was like a safe place. Oh, a safe place where African-American children could go to school without feeling the, feeling the segregation and the things that were happening where African-Americans could meet and be themselves, but also where civil rights leaders met and planned the things that they had to like contrast all of the segregation. Mm -hmm. What so, happened after? Uh, in this event, uh, sadly, four young girls died. Oh, no. And after this, the federal court mandated the integration of Alabama school systems. Like, uh, they realized that a lot of children like died because they were not allowed to be on schools, on normal schools. Yeah, like they realized it was more problematic to keep them separated uh -huh, than exactly. having together. And that this happened because of them. So the aftermath of this event resulted in a lot of African-Americans protests that were diminished by Wallace, by Wallace and that they just got like more violent. Also, at this time, Matthew Luther King, uh, like, use the issue that happened uh, to talk about public courage and how the protests need to happen throughout all of the country and in the Birmingham bombing he like he sp spoke about this and how this event uh, should like help people to realize what is happening and how they should fight they should fight mm -hmm. uh, sadly also the federal government uh, at this time uh, they said that they didn't know who did the attack mm -hmm. but like in recent years they realized that the FBI did know who, who was did it, it but they didn't do anything so okay. it's really sad well, I'm, I'm glad there was change but I'm so sad and people had to die innocent children yes. had to die for this yeah. So what do I, what what were the government's actions um to contrast all of the discrimination that was happening? Well, uh, maybe the government didn't do like things for this specific issue, uh -huh. but they did like for uh, the whole civil rights movement, like general. So, yeah. So the first one is the Voting the Voting Rights Act. What uh, when was it passed? Uh, this was passed in 1965. Okay, what did it uh, say? But like, let me tell you like a little bit of the sure. story. So, right after the Civil War, the 15th Amendment uh, granted the right to vote to all men despite their race and color. But although that this amendment was already adopted, there were still states that didn't enforce it. And uh, some some states even made it more difficult for any African Americans to vote. So, so like they were reckless with the rules. Yeah, like although like I mean if you don't enforce it, it's a thing. 
-hmm. but that you make it even difficult. Yeah, like they're they're challenging it. Yeah, 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 exactly. So during the civil rights movement, things like this happened. Like for example, election officials forced African Americans to take literacy tests, and due to the high illiteracy and poverty rates of African Americans, they often failed and weren't allowed to go. So this was really unfair because. Again, we see how education impacted the civil rights movement and how a lot of African Americans uh, did not have an education. So people knew that they had either like a really bad education or no education at all. Because so, they, they had been not allowed to get an yeah, education. And, like, exactly. That's... But these officials took advantage of that and said, okay, you want to vote? Take this test. Yeah, like like if like they, knew. they knew they knew that people were going to fail, mm -hmm. so it yeah. was like a way of saying, "Oh, I'm doing things right." Like the, I'm not taking your vote like uh, in an unjust manner. Mm -hmm. So and also in some cases they even asked them to recite the whole constitution. That's so crazy. Yeah, I don't even know the adversary. <laughs> yeah, and even like people could not. Like the go the election officials could not do this task, so it was like absolutely stupid for them to ask African Americans to recite it if they even can. No, like it was definitely just a way for them not to give the rights. Yeah, exactly. So well, after a lot of people realized this, there were a lot of protests against the government because of the discriminatory acts towards African Americans, which eventually was they were televised in March of 1955 uh, when protesters in Alabama were attacked by state troopers mm -hmm. and right after in May uh, in 1955 the Voting Rights Act was signed as a law banning all literacy tests as a way to deny someone someone the right to vote. Finally, so that that was like an addition to it Yeah, and that meant African Americans could Exactly. Clearly, vote without mm -hmm. there being additional requests. Yeah, yeah. And did they, um, did the government do anything else for um, excluded groups like African Americans? Or yeah, no? yeah. Uh, there's like another two acts that I'm going to talk to you about. Mm -hmm. So right after this, it was the Fair Housing Act. Uh, this act uh, was created to ensure fair prices in real estate for African American citizens. Okay. Uh, this act was created even though that the court already stated that race exclusion from areas from the city was illegal in Shelley vs. Kramer in 1948 and in John, Jones vs. Mayer company in 1968, some people raised prices of real estate in order to prevent African Americans from buying them. Like, for example, if you don't want, like, there's a neighborhood. Okay. And uh, there were already been cases where people came to buy f houses on those neighborhoods, but they weren't allowed to. Like they say, Why? no, I'm not going to sell that to you because they were racist. Okay. Yeah. So the government realized this and they say, okay, it's illegal to prohibit someone to buy a house. Okay. So, but people got a way to go around that act. How did they do it? They, instead of like saying, no, you can buy it. Uh, when, for example, when like a white, when someone white came to buy the house, uh -huh. they say, okay, the house cost one dollar, for example. Sure. And oh, like the white, the like the white people will all, most of the times buy them because they were really cheap. 
for them. Uh -huh, to them. But when African Americans came, instead of offering the same price that you offered to the white, they they say, okay, now the house the house is ten dollars. So hey, they, they like increase the price. Yeah, like you're 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 like banning me in some way, and they say no, no, no. Is the price of the house you can't pay, you cannot have it. Mm -hmm. And also, it was like an, an advantage that the sellers had because they knew that African Americans weren't wealthy and couldn't pay those prices because they didn't have jobs that paid that one. So, like, instead of um, like outright prohibiting them from buying houses mm -hmm. because that was already outlawed, yeah, they just increased the prices, but only if you were an African American, yeah, exactly. So, okay, so well, that was uh, good. Yeah, the NAACP demanded that a new housing act was passed, but it wasn't until Senator Edward Brooke of Massachusetts, uh, by the way, he was the first African-American senator to be elected by popular vote, wow. gave his testimony about how he came from World War II, and he had no house, no house to provide to his family. So, okay. from my, uh, right after like the first housing act was passed, From 1950 to 1980, the African American population in cities went from 6.1 million to 15.3 million. So, so this like this changed the things drastically. I I see. Yeah, and then finally, uh, the we have the Civil Rights Act. Okay, what uh, was it about? Well, also it has to kind of for the Civil War. So after the Civil War, as I was telling you. Three amendments were passed. These amendments abolished slavery throughout all of the U.S. They granted protection and citizenship to all U.S.-born and allowed men to vote. Mm -hmm. But still, a lot of segregation was, was still happening. So, in 1964, John F. Kennedy passed the Civil Rights Act, which banned segregation in all public places. So, uh, African Americans could now be able to walk in I don't know, to a restaurant, to public transportation, to a bathroom, without the fear of being rejected. So like the Jim Crow law that you talked about yeah. with Danny in the past episode, uh -huh. they were removed? Yeah. Wow, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and do you think that the government acted accordingly, according to the situation? Well. Like in my opinion, I think that the government did act accordingly, but it like honestly it took a lot of time to do this. I think that the progress had to be slow in order for something to last. Okay. So I think I like a lot of people will say that the government did nothing, and I agree that that in some periods it really did nothing. But I think that we also have to say that it was really respectable how the government made this program this progress legally and in accordance to the constitution okay yeah, what i mean is that they like didn't they supported every act with something in the constitution instead of your, just creating it so yeah instead of because imagine like if the government will like invent just something like oh this is inconstitutional because i say so no that, like, the, they, they the, like that decision will fall like if someone with a stronger arguments comes They could destroy that idea, mm -hmm. and maybe the whole movement will be affected. But no, they were based in the constitution, yeah. so that's that's 
that's what you say is is what the government did well. Yeah. So, um, were there any influential people at this time who who had the most yeah influence well, on that? I think that the most famous and recognized one was Martin Luther King. Uh, he was an active leader in almost all protests against segregation throughout all of the U.S. Uh -huh. And he supported the protest of Rosa Parks, who was denied a seat and on a public transport. Oh yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. And he also participated in the bus boycott, which resulted in the prohibition of discrimination in all public transports. Okay. And King was known for promoting peaceful protests to get what he wanted. So remember this, peaceful protest. Okay. Uh, it was like something really recognizable about Matthew Luther King. And then we have on the other end, Malcolm X. Uh, he is a very controversial person who played an important role for African American society in the civil rights movement. And Malcolm, you could say that was the contrary of King meaning that he believed in violent protest and although that he most of the time waited to see if the peaceful protests work his actions are still debatable because like he did a lot of like violent things against like okay so he wasn't as peaceful as yeah well joaquin i think we need to get on a short pass yeah and then we'll be back to close this episode okay I thought fire ants would liven up a client presentation. I told my son that the ice cream van only plays music when he's run out of ice creams. I thought loft insulation would make a good anniversary gift. I suggested we go to Ikea on the weekend. I told a job interview and my strengths were burping the alphabet. Whether you're a fuzzy head, a moaner or miffed, there's now a limited edition Snickers that fits your mood. Snickers, you're not you when you're hungry. In store now. Hi, I hope you enjoy our ads. Um, we're back here with Joaquin Gomez. Yeah, uh, make sure to support us on every social media. Um, well, I want to ask Joaquin to um, close the episode for today. Which of these types of protests do you think that were most effective? We were talking about the most influential people yeah. and he mentioned some about something about like people who were protesting peacefully yeah. and some that um, cared a little bit less about yeah, how well, much violence they were. Well, I have always thought that peaceful protests are most of the times the answer. Uh, at this time, African Americans were being beaten, killed, women were even being raped but African Americans needed to be smarter and they had to prove people that they weren't as white as white supremacists portrayed them uh, they weren't like they had to create a new image for them so I think that peaceful protests were like the answer to everything they proved them wrong and I think that they like by doing this peaceful protest, I think that white supremacists got like angrier in a way, because imagine like how do you feel when I don't know like you're with your brother, and you punch him, and he's like, no, I'm not like I'm not going to punch you, I'm not going to go down to your level, like like you feel really bad because you feel bad as a person and yes. your moral is really affected. You are like okay, what what are you expecting? Like yeah 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 like my my actions didn't 
worked as I Yeah, like you didn't get I the thought. response you thought you would get. Yeah, because maybe like your response to your brother will be like he hits you and, and I hit back. He would expect that you hit it you hit him back harder and then he could say like hey he hit me or something like that. But if I don't hit him he will be um out of the blue like that. Yeah. Exactly yeah. that I think that that was what African Americans try to uh, like make with the peaceful protest so I think that uh, definitely peaceful protests for the were the answer. I, I, I see how um being peaceful um changes the way people like see you. Yeah. Because if you're violent violence gives violence. Yeah, sorry. Um peaceful it, it actually um well we know Martin Luther King was able to achieve some change. Yeah for good. A lot of change. Okay, well, this is all for today's episode. See okay. you again next yeah. Monday. See you guys. Take care.